Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack, back at it again with the white bands, except no white bands as always, but back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Uh, today, it's just going to be me, my lovely voice, and, my, and I, um, as I sit here and we pick up the second installation of the Tournament of Power. Again, this was supposed to be the November Tournament of Power, but unfortunately, my brother couldn't um, join and jump on the show in November, so I rescheduled it, and this is coming out in uh, January. So hope that you guys are excited to hear that. Also a disclaimer or a heads up if my audio sounds weird, I'm using a different set of headphones because I currently don't have my OG headphones, the ones I normally use. Um, so if the audio is a little bit weird, just bear with me. Um, but like I said, this um, uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about the November turning into power. This is the final four. So um, when we first started this, we had a couple of different um, fights. Um, we had Yami from Black Clover versus Zoro from One Piece. We had Kenpachi from Bleach versus Guts from Berserk. We had Afro Samurai from in, uh, from Afro Samurai and Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho. And then we had Rengoku versus Mugen from uh, Demon Slayer and Samurai Champlow, respectively. Um, so that was what we originally started off with with the elite eight so now we this episode is going to take us down to the final four so we're going to be talking a little bit about that but before i get into that as always thank you each and every one of you for listening and uh, sharing the show without you guys this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding if you're not already following me on social media you can find me on twitter and instagram at anime talk 12 that's anime talk the number one and two there you will find updates and news in regards to giveaways and upcoming episodes. Um, currently, the same giveaway has been longstanding. If you want stickers to the show, let me know. I'll send you one, especially domestically. Still trying to figure out international. Shout out to all my international listeners um, and all that good stuff. Um, but like I said, as far as uh, upcoming episodes, we got one more episode of November Tournament of Power or the Tournament of Power, which will be next week, which will wrap that up. We got Black History Month coming up, a Valentine's Day special. Um, I got we got Women's History Month coming up before you know it. So I got a lot of content. I cannot wait to bring you guys, like I said, some collaborations and stuff like that. I continue to say that. Um, but like I said, just keep on rocking with your boy. Um, I'm, try I'm coming out back on a consistent basis, trying to anyway. Um, so yeah, just keep on following me on those social media handles. Like I said, um, Instagram and Twitter, I'm more active on Twitter, but Instagram and Twitter at anime talk 12, that's anime talk one and two. Um, let me know when you follow, if you like or dislike an episode, because I, in, I love interacting with you, the fans. And as always, there may be spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Shout out to the homie Alejandro. So now that I've kind of got all the prerequisites and things like that, that I wanted to get out uh, ahead of this episode. Um, like I said, this is the second installation of the Tournament of Power. Like I said, we had Yami versus Zoro. We had Kim, uh, Kimpachi versus Guts. We had Afro Samurai versus Hiei. And we had Rengoku versus Mugen. This is a tournament. Again, if you haven't heard this episode 
um, or listened to the show before, welcome, first and foremost. Um, but um, this this specific tournament of power is trying to find out the strongest samurai or a swordsman in the land. Um, previously, when we've done the tournament of powers, uh, we did antagonists versus protagonists. And we also did the old folks home where we put a lot of older characters and had them fight. And then um, we kind of figured out who won that one. Um, so this one is the strongest swordsman. All these uh, these characters obviously our swordsmen, but we're trying to narrow it down to find out who's the strongest swordman in the land or swordsman in the land. So, um, like I said, with the characters that moved on into the final four, if you didn't hear the first episode with the elite eight, I suggest you go back and listen to episode one of season six, still crazy to say season six, but, um, yeah, go back and listen to the first episode of this season. Um, for those of you who are continuing on this journey, thank you for rocking with me and coming back. And obviously you want to see who wins this. So let's, so I'm going to get into it. Just trying to set the, uh, the tone and set the, uh, the expectation for the episode. Um, so, we have we had uh Zoro moving on. That was a hard fall battle against Yami. Um this is uh they're still in the same with thinking like a sales game type uh tournament. So um it's obviously knockout of the ring, death, um and yeah, it's just a regular uh, arena or regular uh, map. Um or stage, there you go, that's the word I was looking for. Or, I mean, dark tournament style, too. I mean, because obviously I love the dark tournament, Yu Yu Hakusho. Shout out to the show. Um, but anyway, so we had uh, Zoro beat Yami in the first round. A very tough fight, but Zoro moves on. Kenpachi versus Guts. Uh, it was a really good fight. Z uh, Kenpachi ended up moving on. Afro Samurai versus Hiei. Um, I actually had Hiei moving on from this one. And then we had Rengoku versus Mugen. Um, I had Rengoku moving on. I still think that I should have matched up Mugen and Afro Samurai because I thought that would have been a really good match. But I was trying to kind of figure out and make it fair, like one versus one. Because whoever would have won that one potentially would have gone against Rengoku versus Hiei, which would have been two fire users. That kind of would have been tough. So I was just kind of trying to mix it up a little bit. And I like these tournaments. Again, if you dislike some of the people that I have move on, let me know on those social medias. If you have a tournament that you would like to have me talk about, let me know. I don't mind throwing one together and kind of putting it out. So um, anyway, let's move into the final four. So the final four, like I said, we got Zoro versus Kenpachi Zoraki, and we've got Hiei versus Rengoku moving along anyway. So let's go ahead and jump into this episode. First of all, there's a couple of things before I jump into the episode, like, like I just said, let's go ahead and start it. And then I changed it. So there's two things that I want to address real quick before I jump into the episode. First of all, if you haven't heard the intro, the music behind my intro, or you haven't heard the outro, shout out to my homie, Tony. Um, he was actually on the show where we talked about, um, camera it was like a cut like last season i want to say and we were talking about uh short tempers or something like that but I, I can't remember the exact episode we've done a couple of those at this point um but yeah i did an, i did an episode with my buddy tony and that episode was really really cool um it was awesome he was a really really good guest um and when he came on we were talking about some of these episodes or some of um 
the, I think it was the, yeah the Napoleon Complex flex. I want to say is what it was where we were talking um, about some music and stuff like that. So he actually did the music. So shout out to Tony um, and uh, for doing the intro music, the background music, and the outro music. So that's a change for this season. Um, if you haven't noticed, I try to change my season, my music every season. Um, and then the second thing that I want to address is for um, a lot of these fights and a lot of stuff that's going on right now. Um, like I said, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the patience that you guys are rocking with me on. Just want to make sure that I go out and, and let you know that. And like I said, in these um, in these fights, it's been really cool. I also love these tournaments. So like I said, just want to say thank you again for, for rocking with your boys. So I want to address that as well. So let's go ahead and jump um, into this. And like I said, obviously, I want to give credit to um, fandom pages for all the people who are able to put um, put all this stuff and take the time to put all this stuff together with heights and weights and, and, and blood types and everything. That's what I was doing. I was definitely trying to buy time for the second thing because I couldn't remember what it was when I started talking. The second thing was I wanted to give a shout out to fandom. I always try to do, um, I always try to give a shout out to my sources whenever I do an episode. I never want to make it seem like I'm plagiarizing or anything like that. And I realized after listening back to the episode for last week, I didn't give a shout out to my sources and credit my sources. Um, so I want to apologize about that, but I want to go ahead and dis and place this with a disclaimer to say that I got all of the information that I'm using from fandom. Um, I got a little bit from my anime list and things like that, but I want to make sure that I um, that I address and that I give credit to um, the resources that I use to put this episode together. So that was the second point. Um, so, yeah. That's it. All right. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. I feel like uh, I feel like the stage has been set at this point. So let's go ahead and jump uh, into this episode. So we've got Zoro versus Kenpachi. So the first thing that we're going to talk about when it comes to them um, is I'm going to go ahead and obviously talk about Zoro and his abilities and powers. We kind of talked about this before, um, but and well, I wouldn't say but and. I'm going to say, and um, I just got done watching the most recent episode of One Piece. I absolutely love the show. For those of you who don't know or who haven't necessarily listened to the show before, this is something that I really enjoy. Um, this show is really, really cool. I do like the fact that it's it's a longer show. The only issue that I have at this point is like, I feel like we're kind of drag starting to drag our feet. Like... I know some stuff is going to happen. I haven't read the manga or anything like that. I know some stuff is going to happen, but we're kind. Of, I feel like we're kind of getting to this point where it's like this long, drawn-out kind of battle. I understand why it's happening like this, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I just kind of want to see kind of how this goes. But after watching the newest episode <clears throat> and seeing Zoro, it made sense as to why he moved on in this last round um, from the Elite Eight. So... Um, let's go ahead and get into this one. <clears throat> so I've already kind of gone through a lot of stuff when it comes to Zoro um, in that first episode. If you, like I said, if you didn't watch the, uh, or if you didn't listen to the first episode, I'll kind of give a high level view um, on, you know, kind of a little bit about some of these characters and then we'll jump straight into the fight. So <clears throat> 
Zoro possesses immense physical strength and frequently spends his time in sea lifting incredibly large and heavy weights to keep growing stronger. Um, so he's obviously super duper strong. He's picked up an entire collapsed building in Arabasta in one of the arcs. Um, he has a couple of different uh, fighting techniques. He has a no sword style, which is him just using his fist. He has one sword style, him using one sword, two sword style, him using two swords, three sword style, which is him using three of his swords. Um, he's also got a nine sword style, which is where he uses that Ashura um, form, I guess you can say, where he uh, essentially creates projections of himself and actually uses those to attack. So each one of his projections has three swords, hence the nine sword style. Um, he's got hockey. Um, he's got a lot of different versions of his hockey, so he can obviously infuse his hockey using the swords. He can um, use it to where he can basically do like kind of like a um, it's more it's a different type of hardening, I guess you can say when he's using different um, different weapons. Um, and then obviously he can also use the I wouldn't say it's like a it's kind of it's kind of like a detection, I guess you could say he can use like a detection hockey so he can use a couple of different forms of this. Um, where he essentially can um, fuse, like I said, a lot of his a lot of his abilities um, or a lot of his hockey into his swords um, and actually make them a little bit stronger. Um, he also has like the pirates hockey where he can use like that look that kind of makes, I don't know, I guess weak characters collapse similar to like what happens in bleach where they have like their spiritual pressure is so strong that weak people that can't um, endure that spiritual pressure end up fainting um, so he can do that as well so like i said with his hockey with his swords um he's really a formidable foe um he doesn't really have many weaknesses other than the fact that i mean i'm for lack of a better word he's human um he's got like three swords like i said that he uses um right now i guess he's like i wouldn't say blinded i mean he has uh one eye that's closed um like I said, dude is super beefy. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it about, like I said, with Zoro. He's fought a couple of really good, um, really good enemies. Like I said, right now in the current series, um, again, as I said, the spoilers may be ahead, but currently in the um, in the series that we're in right now, um, and then the last episode, well, the, I'm current up until the episode that just dropped yesterday. But up until this episode, we know that right now he's fighting King. Um, and Sanji is fighting Queen right now. So they have some really good fights going on. He's, um, uh, the last episode that I was watching, he wasn't really struggling. He was just kind of doing his thing. Just, you know, typical Zoro. He was down for a second. They gave him some kind of drug or whatever magic or not magic, but some kind of potion to kind of help heal his body. And right now my homie is, uh, is up and fighting. Um, he's not very tactical. He has a lot of luck and he has a lack of orientation. Everybody makes fun of that because he always gets lost. So um, bringing all that in and using, like I said, three sword style, nine sword style, things like that. His opponent, Kenpachi Zaraki, is a specialized combatant. Um, he never really went. He never really went to the. Um, he never really went to the academy to actually learn how to fight. Um, thus, he has a limited skill set, especially for a uh, 
cap of a, a court guard uh captain um he basically taught himself how to fight after countless battles so that's pretty much how he got strong um he's a master swordsman we've talked about this before he's a master swordsman um he basically can he has a technique uh, which he uses when he is gripping his sword with two hands. It allows one to split an opponent down the middle, Ryodan, uh, Ryodan. Um, he is an expert in hand-to-hand -hand, uh, combat. He's got a measurable spiritual pressure, which in Bleach, like I said, spiritual pressure is kind of like where your power comes from. Um, so he's got a, a lot of that um, and measurable. To the sense where we've seen like before in the show when he had his eye patch, he was using the eye patch to suppress his spiritual power because it was just so much. Um, also to the fact that we've seen that he's forced so much of his spiritual pressure down into his sword that his sword has started to break because it's crying out, trying to get him to say its name. Um, and it's forcing all he's forcing all this power inside of it. And it's just still way, way, way too strong. Um, he's got un unruly Retsu control, which again, is spiritual, spiritual pressure. Um, he is, like I said, he's, He's got way too much power, um, damage resistance. He takes a lot of damage. Dude, literally, um, he literally will just stand there and take a blade to the chest or whatever, just to see if you're strong enough to actually pierce him, um, pierce his skin. Um, he also has his aura, his spiritual pressure also acts as like a barrier. So if you're not even strong enough to hit him, like it doesn't even phase him. It, it like feels like a, a tickle, I guess you could say to him. Um, he's highly perceptive um, when he's in combat. He's always learning, um, seeing how his enemies move, seeing how they adapt to his techniques, learns and actually applies it. Similar to uh, similar to Zoro, I feel like Zoro kind of does that to a to a certain degree. Um, he's a master swordsman. We've already talked about that. Um, so the big thing for him, like I said, he's got uh, immense strength. So the same thing as Zoro. He is a Shunpo practitioner, which means he has kind of like the flash step where he can use like um, his immense speed and things like that. Um, he's got immense endurance, immense durability. Same thing as as uh, as uh, Zoro in this situation, he's got a Zanpakuto. We know that he's had a sword since he was young. Again, I kind of talked about this. Um, and his sword, he's slowly but surely, at least where we are right now, he's slowly but surely actually learning how to use his sword. So he's found his sword's name. He's actually brought it into his Shikai, which is the second form. This is the release form of his actual sword. Um, so we're we know that he's got this. Um, we won't actually see it animated until uh, the Thousand Year Blood War season or part two, which is supposed to actually come out, um, I think this summer, June, July sometime. Um, so I can't wait to see how this actually looks. And he's also got a Bankai form that we're supposedly supposed to be able to see as well. Um, he is a very limited, uh, close, uh, close quarters combatant. Uh, he's pretty much only melee. Um, and he's got, like I said, almost like a berserker state when he's in his Bankai form. But again, super close, uh, this kind of like demon with blade, I guess you could say. Um, so with these two fighting, my thought process is Zora would probably, if I'm playing this out, Zora would probably, 
No, yeah, Zoro would probably make the f no. Kenpachi would definitely make the first move. I was about to say Zoro would make the first move. No, Kenpachi would definitely make the first move. I think after picking up on on Zoro's spiritual pressure, I think he probably move in regular slashes. They'd ha probably have some kind of combat hand to hand or not hand to hand, but sword to sword. I would probably say that Zoro usually uses like a one a one sword style, for probably starting off, unless he respected how strong Kenpachi was. And start off with the three sword style. If that was the case, Kenpachi would probably take off his eye mask uh, or his uh, his eye patch, um, which is already produced, which restricts his spiritual pressure. Um, if he doesn't start off like that, because again, he would realize how strong Zoro was. I think it'd come down to a battle of endurance. Kenpachi does like to fight over and over and over again. Zoro likes to fight over and over and over again. I think it would come down to just raw strength and based off of raw strength. I honestly would probably have to say that just based off of brute strength and based off of the fighting that we're talking about right now. I don't know. Like, I feel like this is probably one of the ones that I was really kind of on the fence about because I didn't know who was going to actually win this fight. Because I feel like Kimpachi can definitely keep up with Zoro. He's not moving in, like super fast. But I think Kimpachi. He would have to, I think he'd have to sit back and he'd have to reevaluate how he fought because you got three swords versus just your one. If we're talking about him unlocked, like if we're talking about OG Kenpachi, like we're talking about Bankai, Shikai form, we're talking going over the top. I don't see Zoro beating him. I, I, I think that Kenpachi still wins this one. I think it's close, though. I'd say it's like a 60-40 split. I think that Kenpachi can win this fight, though. But personally, that's just me. I think Kenpachi wins this round. Like I said, just based off of the fact of how long it's battle of endurance, they're both pretty strong. I just feel like at some point, based off of just abilities, abilities, I guess you can excuse me, um, but based off of just abilities, and the fact that Zoro is quote unquote human, uh, even though I guess technically he's like a demon himself, but even though he's like human, I just feel like it would come down to the fact that at some point, because Kenpachi has been like taking out other captains, taking out these strong enemies in his own universe without even knowing his sword's name. Now that he knows that, I just feel like that puts him over the top. So I'm going to say that Kenpachi would probably win this round the first round in the final four and be the first one to actually move on to the, uh, the final just based off of that. Like I said, I just, I, I feel like that's what's going to happen based off of endurance, based off of his ability, based off of his just pure raw strength. I would say that Kenpachi is going to move on from this one. So again, reach out to me on our social media handles. Let me know what you think. Um, if you think that Zoro would wipe the floor with, with uh, Kenpachi Zoraki, please let me know and let me know your reason behind it. Don't just say just because. Like, let me know what you really think. Um, but anyway, so stick around with, uh, and I'll have a quick uh, commercial here and then we'll be right back with the rest of the episode. We'll talk about the second bracket and uh, or we'll talk about the other side of the bracket 
and uh, we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. Um, like I said, this episode, if you somehow made it to this part of the episode, I don't know how you did if you don't know what it is. But anyway, we're talking November tournament or November tournament of power, but in January. Um, we're, we just got done talking about Kenpachi's Rocky versus Zoro. I have Kenpachi moving on. I wanted to say Zoro, but I got Kenpachi 60 40. I think that Kenpachi could actually pull this out um, just based off of, like I said, pure strength, pure endurance, and pure durability. Um, also, shout out to the Bengals. I just got done watching it, watching the game earlier. Um, and normally, you know me, I try to mix in a little bit of my my personal, I guess you could say, going on. Shout out to my Bengals for winning a really gutty game, um, twenty four to seventeen against the Ravens. Um, I didn't have any doubt in my mind, uh, but you know, it was still a closer game than what I what I wanted. But anyway. Day. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to the second one. So the second, um, so the second winner or the winners that we had moving in were Hiei versus Rengoku. So we're going to start off with Hiei first. So we got Hiei. He um, he is a master swordsman, um, obviously super strong. Um, he's got elemental resistance. He is resistant to both extreme heat and severe cold. It's very important to keep severe heat in mind, um, resistance in mind as we talk about this fight. Um, he's also got enhanced strength. We know this again. I've talked about this before, but when he was fighting the homie Bui, which I thought that was a really good fight when he was fighting Bui, Bui threw a full on axe at my man's. He caught it with one hand and was just like, yo, what's good? Like, come, come at me, bro. Um, so yeah. Super strong there. He's got super speed. Um, he's one of the fastest characters in the Yu Yu Hakusho universe. Um, being able to slice an opponent 16 times in a blink of an eye. So that's really important to think about, especially when you're talking about like Shunpo, like Flash Step and stuff like that when it comes to like Bleach. Um, since we were just, I'm just using that kind of as a reference. Uh, he's got the after image, which obviously it's, uh, it's just kind of a side effect of his extreme speed. He produces after images of himself in order to confuse uh, opponents, um, especially if you can't read his actually his actual moves. He's got enhanced durability. We know that dude has taken many a beatings um, and based off of the people that he's beat. And that he's been beat by. Um, he still bounces back. Like I said, that Bui fight was really, really crazy. Um, he's had a couple times where he's just been super duper drained after a fight. So that's important. Something to kind of think about when you talk about enhanced durability. Um, the cool thing about it is he does have his Jagan eye, which is a surgically implanted, implanted third eye, um, which can uh, help him use like uh, a wide array of psychic abilities. He's got tele. He's got um, telepath. He's like a telepath. He's also um, he's got like telepathy and telekinesis, remote viewing and erasing memories. He can do all of that. Um, it also allows him to control the minds of both weaker demons and humans. So that's something else that he can do. Um, he's also got his Jiganshi eye or form, um, which is where he transforms and he has all these Jigan uh, all over his body that, again, just kind of bolsters his physical strength and um, gives him the capacity to summon multiple dragons, um, as well as all the other abilities that the Jigan gives him. He's got the binding curse when he's um, in his Jigan form where he can bind you up. 
Um, he's got the Dragon of the Darkness Flame, which, again, this doesn't necessarily play into his swordsmanship, but he does have the Dragon of the Darkness Flame, which is probably one of my favorite uh, attacks in this whole show. Dragon of the Darkness Flame. Yeah, I was like, when I saw him do it the first couple of times, I was like, my guy is way too strong. Um, He's got the Dragon Absorption, uh, which he actually absorb, he can absorb the dragon and kind of use the flames on the inside there. Um, he's got like dragon of the lesser flame and of the the mortal flame and all this other stuff that he's got. Yeah, the fist of fist of the mortal flame that he uses, which is a weaker uh, form of the dragon of the darkness flame. He's got a flamethrower that he can use um, again. Fire. He's got the sword of the darkness flame. Again, he just kind of enveloped his sword in a dark flame um, from hell or from the demon world. Um, and he's got somewhat of a flight uh, to where he can manipulate his um, he can manipulate his energy so he can kind of levitate and or fly. So with him, like I said, this is a really good fight. Uh, I think that with him kind of coming into this. The Jagan does give him kind of an advantage. I wouldn't say that it's like a, I wouldn't say that it's like a, what's the word I'm looking for? I wouldn't say it's like, a, it's not, the Jagan is not in any way, shape or in form like a shine gun or anything like that. It just kind of enhances certain abilities about him. So it's not like it just gives him like an ability to read and see what's going on with all this, but it is a nice little match. And like I said, considering the fact who he's going to be fighting, in this round, um, the fire resistance and stuff like that is really kind of something I think that helps. And the person that he is fighting in this round is actually Rengoku. So with Rengoku, um, we know that dude is absolutely strong because um, he's he's very strong um, to the point where because obviously in order for him to be, um, I keep I keep saying Harashia. I don't know. I don't know why I keep struggling with this word. But in order for him to be one of them, he's like the top, one of the top ranking demon slayers from the, from the show Demon Slayer. Um, in order for him to be there, he's got to be super strong. He's got amazing physical strength. Um, he's got great perception. He has honed senses and things like that. I think I talked about this before. But there was an episode or there was a rumor, and I think I've since kind of confirmed it, that he was deaf. Um, But I'm assuming that with all of that kind of going on, it made his abilities and his perception even stronger. Um, He's got immense speed and reflexes. So, again, similar to the... um, High speed running, the lightning step, Shunpo, things like that that we're talking about from Bleach. He's also got that from Demon Slayer. So dude, super strong that way and super fast, um, able to keep up with a lot of different demons. Um, He's got immense stamina and endurance. Again, when it comes to stamina and endurance, he's fought a lot of um, people. He's fought a lot of bad guys and demons. If you've seen Mugen Train, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Shout out to the homie. Um, because like I said, just some of the fighting that he had to deal with and some of the things he had to deal with for him to be able to continue fighting through that um, shows how strong and how uh, great his endurance is and his stamina. Um, He's also, again, got immense strength. We've kind of talked about that. He's got an amazing will and an undaunted spirit and an an indomitable willpower. Um, Dude is just like when he wants to fight for justice and when he's got people that he needs to 
protect and take care of, you better believe that the homie is taking it up to another level, um, 100 plus ultra. He is going all the way to the tippy top. Um, so you want to make sure that you have that. And I would assume in this fight, um, if we were to say that maybe somebody was talking stuff about somebody, I mean, I feel like that's kind of giving him a little bit more motivation what he absolutely needs. But um just the simple fact that I think he is, well, he, we know he is not necessarily a bad guy, but just the fact that he is a demon, um, I feel like that automatically kind of gives uh, Rengoku a bonus because he doesn't like demons. Um, so he's got keen intellect. Uh, we know that he's got total concentration breathing, which allows him to uh, plug minor wounds and hemorrhaging. So we know that, again, he's a master swordsman. He's got flame breathing. Um which was actually what he learned from his father. He actually got it by reading instruction books left by his father. Um, he's got the first form, which allows him to um, charge towards the target at high speed and unleash a singular slash that aims to decapitate them. The Scorching Sun, um, which allows an arcing sword slash upwards. Third form is Blazing Universe. The, so the user swings their sword downwards in an arc. Fourth form is the um, blooming flame, and this allows, or they swing their sword in a circular motion that is used to defend from incoming attacks or slash multiple targets in one swoop. We got the fifth form, which is flame tiger. Um, the user performs a series of powerful sword slashes that seemingly takes the form of a flaming tiger, and he's got the ninth form, uh, the ninth form, which is his. Um, it's his mo his strongest form. It's Rengoku, which is the um, purgatory. Uh, basically, they take a high stance with their sword before dashing forward at high speeds. The technique is powerful enough to completely carve out the ground in its wake. Um, so, yeah, we know that this is a, a super strong thing. He's got a standard katana. Um, and on the side of his, it says destroyer of demons. Again, I feel like in this fight, that would give Rengoku just a little bit of a boost just because, again, he is fighting a demon, which is something that he swore against uh, and swore that he was going to protect against. So just a simple fact that I think that, uh, yeah, that uh, Hiei is a demon already puts him as a, at a huge disadvantage. So let's go ahead and jump into this fight. So, again, in my mind, the way that I'm visualizing this. It would probably be he saying something smart and probably charging in first. I've talked about him before on these uh, on one of my episodes about like these four walk into a Waffle House at two a.m. Who 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 strikes first? And based off of the fact that he has a temper already, especially because he's on the smaller side. Um, again, talked about that episode on the uh, Napoleon Complex flex about small characters. Um, but the simple fact that he's small, he's already got an attitude. I'm pretty sure he'd probably dive in first because he would probably want to either prove himself or he would want to, um, Rengoku would say something probably about him being a demon and about how demons are bad. And he will feel some type of way about that because to him, he doesn't think the demons are bad. And he's already said on many occasions that he wouldn't mind the world being taken over by demons. So he probably dive in first Rengoku would probably, um, strike back this would probably turn into a nice little i don't know i guess like a parry they would just go back and forth back and forth back and forth i'm assuming that he would eventually at some point have to go with the fist of the mortal flame to which rengoku would probably have to you know hit him with one of these uh these uh breathing techniques 
um, once he got done with his breathing technique, I would assume that um, going through like one of these forms, I would assume that at some point he would probably try to open up the Jagan, which probably wouldn't work, but it would allow him to get a little bit of extra energy. Maybe he would try to call on a dark dragon. He would definitely have to call on to the, the dragon of the darkness flames to be able to actually touch and be able to hurt um, Rengoku. Now, the thing about it is, is I, I, the reason why I was talking before about the elemental resistance is because even though Rengoku, all of his abilities are all flame based, I'm pretty sure that he would be able to deal with them fairly easily. My only thing is I wonder if Rengoku would be able to take a dragon of the darkness flames like straight because we even know like with Bui, when Bui and he were fighting. Bui couldn't even take that. Like, he tried. He really did. But it ultimately, like, it ended up doing some damage. So, I wonder if Rengoku would actually be able to take a dark Dragon of the Darkness Flame. Because if he takes that, I mean, we know that's it. Like, I mean, Hiei is, for lack of a better word, he's a one-trick pony. Like, once he gets pushed into a corner, that's the technique that he's going to use. So, if he uses that and Rengoku can survive that, he'd probably have this fight. Um... Again, I give a slight edge to Rengoku just because, again, he's fighting against a demon. Um, he's got these different forms and things like that that he can take. They're both very close range. I'm going to say that this is more like a 70-30 in Rengoku's favor. Again, I think that Rengoku, I think that he is going to be able to do some damage, but I just don't see him ultimately overcoming um, Rengoku and all his different the willpower, his already his already crazy like amount of disdain against demons and his dislike against demons, um, and the simple fact that uh, I just I don't see. I like I said, I, I think that if he eats a dragon of the darkness flame or something like that, if if we're talking at their peak, hmm. Because he could actually control his his dragon. The first couple of times that he did it against like Zeru and all of them, he couldn't control it. it just, he just got lucky. But if he can control it and he can actually hit hit Rengoku, like I said, there'd definitely be some damage. But I don't see Rengoku just going down like that. Like, I'm still going to say 70-30. Maybe I'll say like, hmm, 70-30. Or like a 65, like 65-35. Maybe I'll go 65-35 in favor of Rengoku. So I've got Rengoku moving on into the next round out of this one. Like I said, I think that he is going to put up a nice little fight. But I have Rengoku ultimately moving on out of this round. So, um, so yeah, that that is the episode, guys. I just, I can't. I, I, I got Rengoku moving on. I, I'm, I'm going to be okay with that. I got to be stuck with that. So that's the episode, guys. Um, thank you, everyone, for sticking around and supporting the show again. Again, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk, the number one and two. Like I said, today we were talking about the Tournament of Power. It's from November, but it's in January. You're welcome. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to the new season, episode two of season six. Um, but like I said, we've narrowed it down. Today, we were talking about Kimpachi Zaraki versus um, the homeboy, uh, Ronoro. 
Yep, Zoro. Well, we know Zoro. So Zoro, I, like I said before, I really was thinking that Zoro was going to be able to pull this out, but I got to say Kenpachi moves on from that one. So Kenpachi versus Zoro. Kenpachi moves on. It was 60-40 in uh, Kenpachi's favor. And then we had Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho versus Rengoku. Um, and I, like I said, I'll give, like, worst case scenario, I give this, like, Worst case scenario, I would still say a 60-40. I'm feeling more like 65, like 35 in this one. Because it should... Am I doing math right? Yeah, I did math right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying this is still pretty close. But I got Rengoku moving on. So right now, we got one more episode. Like I said, we got one more episode left. We got the final. So the final match at this point has been set. We've got Kenpachi Zaraki from Bleach going up against... Um, uh, against Rengoku from Demon Slayer. That's going to be a really cool fight. It's going to be the end of the Tournament of Power. Hopefully, maybe the brother can get on um, so we can, so he can at least pop in for the final because it'd be really cool to kind of have some banter and go back and forth with him about that. But like I said, that is the, uh, the episode. The finals have been made. They have, you know, everything has been laid out. So, at this point, like I said, we got Kenpachi Zaraki versus uh, versus Rengoku, and I can't wait. Like I said, um, thanks for sticking around, supporting the show. Find me on uh, anime at Anime Talk Twelve on um, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm more active on my Twitter. Um, make sure, like I said, if you like the episode, give me a review, share it with your friends, and all that good stuff. I would appreciate it. Um, also, continue to be the uh, the light in a world full of darkness continue to be the best version of yourself um and yeah i appreciate everything you do continue to be great and i will talk to you next week this is matt st jack with anime talk peace